Women, girls, and two-spirit trans and non-binary people in northern Canada face unique challenges and address those challenges in unique ways. What are the key issues today? And what does it mean to take indigenizing approaches to address them? I'm Andrea Gunradge. Welcome to All Right, Now What? A podcast from the Canadian Women's Foundation. We put an intersectional feminist lens on stories that make you wonder, why is this still happening? We explore systemic roots and strategies for change that will move us closer to the goal of gender justice. The work of the Canadian Women's Foundation and our partners takes place on traditional First Nations, Métis, and Inuit territories. We're grateful for the opportunity to meet and work on this land. However, we recognize that land acknowledgements are not enough. We need to pursue truth, reconciliation, decolonization, and allyship in an ongoing effort to make right with all our relations. Northern Canada experiences some of the highest rates of poverty, violence, and poor health. This is only intensified in the pandemic context. They tend to have least access to basic services like transportation and community programs. And legacies of colonialism and residential school have eroded local connectedness and sense of identity. Indigenous gender justice leaders in the North know the solution to these challenges and what women, girls, and gender-diverse people need to reclaim connections to land and culture. They are catalysts for sustainable and healthy futures. Between National Indigenous History Month in June and looking forward to National Day for Truth and Reconciliation in September, I've been especially grateful for the effort of First Nations, Métis, and Inuit grantee partners of the Canadian Women's Foundation. Delma Audut leads our Northern Strategy, a granting partnership between Canadian Women's Foundation and Makeway Foundation. With the guidance of a Northern Women and Girls Advisory Committee, strong relationships have been built up with groups like Northern Birthwork Collective, which leads an accessible doula support program and Indigenous doula training, and a messy book program of Arctic Rose Foundation, which leads after-school programming for girls and youth. The Northern Advisory Committee developed four areas of focus. Uplifting women's contemporary roles and responsibilities in family and community, often through the reclamation of Indigenous culture and tradition. Empowering programming led by Indigenous health and wellness institutions and increasing cultural competency within public health and wellness institutions. Centering and reconciling gender relationships in family and community as a pathway to end violence and expanding culturally appropriate, community-driven, and secure childcare services to reduce barriers to Northern Indigenous women's economic independence. Delma joins me to share some of the live issues in the North right now and what it means to take indigenizing approaches to building gender justice in the region. I'm Delma Audut. I am originally from a small town of 350 people. Uh, it's called Chesterfield in, in Nunavut. I'm an Inuk, born and raised in Nunavut. Prior to the summer, I was living in Iqaluit, which is the capital city of Nunavut. Um, I'll be heading back to my hometown after the summer, which I'm really excited about because there's a lot of hunting and berry picking and, you know, getting connected back into family and small town life. So that's a little bit about me. I have two small children and they are eight and 10. I work for Canadian Women's Foundation in partnership with Make Way on the Northern Women and Girls program, which I started with both organizations in April 2020. So it was a pretty interesting time for everyone, but definitely interesting time to start a new role. <laughs> From your perspective, what are the top concerns today, 2022, 
when it comes to pushing for gender justice in the North. There's always a lot that could be improved, a lot of areas that we could be focusing on. Uh, I work with a group of women who are on the advisory committee for the Northern Women and Girls Program. We actually recently had our meeting, our last uh, advisory meeting a couple of weeks ago in Yellowknife, which was really beautiful to see and hear from all of the ladies we have from across from the Yukon, uh, and we'll be recruiting right into um, Nunavik and Nunavut. But we talked about priority areas and areas in each of the regions that we should be focusing on or we would they would like to see us focusing on one of the main topics that had come up which is kind of, it's, I feel like it's right across the board, not only in the North as well, but homelessness is a really big issue. And then the lack of shelters. We've had quite a bit of conversations and there's been discussions with organizations as well um, in moving forward and what that looks like uh, for women because there's not a lot of support in terms of shelters. There's definitely women's shelters, but in the bigger centers, bigger communities uh, in Nunavut, but there's still not enough. Another topic that we had talked about was food security, especially post-pandemic. Well, we kind of still are in, but after the pandemic hit that, how food security is so, you see it everywhere. We've distributed hampers. We've supported organizations in providing food hampers for their prenatal programs, for their moms, for their families, and how important that is uh, in the North. There's other areas that we had discussed. There's one pretty big cultural revitalization programs as well. Um, So getting reconnected with your culture has been a really big move forward for Indigenous people uh, right across the North. Uh, And we've supported quite a bit for organizations. We've supported the Inuit sewing, women's sewing program in the West, uh, which is really cool because it connected elders with the younger generation in creating their own garments and creating their own parkas and coats and stuff for the winter. So I think it's a pretty cool program. We've also supported different areas in the North in in terms of uh, programming, one of which is very near and dear to my heart is the Northern Workwork Collective. You know, we've, we've met with them. We've gotten pretty close with them, working closely with them and Uh, They do really amazing work in the North. What I find so exciting about the Northern strategy is that it's all about deep relationships with local people doing change-making work. It's community-centered and grounded. Tell me more about why that's so important to you. It's it's so important. I feel like I've had conversations with organizations that a lot of the funding has mostly been government funding. And it's very rare and it's only coming up in, you know, more recent years that, you know, there's organizations like the Canadian Women's Foundation and Make Way that are coming up and supporting very important programming. But what's really cool about these two organizations coming up is the flexibility. And I think that's kind of what people are caught off guard when when I'm talking to organizations about both grant making in the North from both organizations, they're pretty surprised at how flexible the grant making is. And some people have been like, where have you guys been? (laughs) And it's pretty, it's really interesting to see. And it's, um, 
it's very flexible. It's very relationship-based. I've talked to our colleagues from both organizations and I've said, if you want to come to the North and you want to work in the North, you have to build those relationships. You have to be a part of that community, you know, and take, take part in those activities and be open. And one of the things that we've discussed within both organizations is that working in the North, it's all relationship-based. Um, as big as the North is, it's very, very big, land mass-wise, <laughs> but it's also a very small community. Because if you don't know someone from this organization, someone you know probably knows that organization. So it's very well connected. And I think that's a big part of it is that maintaining that relationship, connecting with people is a really big part of the work that we do in the North. Through MakeWay, we've supported organizations that have delivered gatherings prior to the pandemic, and actually they're just getting started back up. So there was one recently that was done in the North and we received reports and we received, um, you know, feedback from participants. And it's so important to maintain those connections and how like moving forward, that piece was taken out for two years where people didn't see each other in person, that connection, as much as it was there, it's needed in person. Supporting organizations that deliver gatherings around suicide prevention, around cultural revitalization, I think that's very important to people in the North. And that's, you know, that's an area that the Northern program will definitely be focusing around. What are some key learnings in the indigenizing granting work that you've done that can help us better support the efforts in the North? Be flexible. <laughs> um, I'm always encouraging learning about other people and other cultures and respecting that there are differences. There's people, there's so like everyone's different and understanding and respecting that um, or try to understand anyway. I was in a decolonization and cultural revitalization program over Zoom, and we discussed things like colonial practices um, and how that impacted the North. You know, taking part in learning about the North and about Indigenous people, but doing that with an open heart or open mind and having that trying to have that understanding and being flexible uh, as well. And I think, you know, just being there and supportive is one of the main things that I try to encourage others to do. It goes both ways. So, but that's, that's one of the things. And when I say be flexible, <laughs> we are on, when we work in the North, we're on Northern time. And I know, Andrea, we've been wanting to have this for a couple of weeks. I put you on Northern time and I'm really, really sorry about that. <laughs> but that's what I'm, that's a part of what I mean. Um, we recently had a Northern team retreat for my team uh, with Make Way. One of the things that we talked about was, you know, being flexible as much as we're on a schedule, we, we get work done, but it's flexible. <laughs> All right, now what? 
Delma suggests starting with the learning, which can include listening to podcasts about the North by people in the North. Check out Venture Out, a podcast series by Entrepreneurs, a grantee partner of the Canadian Women's Foundation that empowers Indigenous and community-based entrepreneurs to build sustainable businesses and livelihoods in Northern Canada. The Venture Out podcast shares brave stories of Northerners inspiring innovation and community well-being through business. It's all about meeting entrepreneurs who remind us that good things come when we venture off the prescribed path. Please listen, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and share it with others. If you appreciate this content, if you want to get in on the efforts to build a gender equal Canada, please donate today at canadianwomen.org and consider becoming a monthly donor. And thank you for being tireless in your support for gender justice.